into the distance There's a house upon the hill Guiding like a lighthouse It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace Cause we've all made mistakes If you've lost your way I will leave the light on What is up guys? This is Harrison Scherzinger And welcome to Change University Where our curriculum is you It's me, it's all of us It's our shared humanity I believe if we want life to change We have to change I have to change And you have to change But which you? the question of the day and that's the question of this show so you you think yourself to be because who you think you are it's not who you are it's just a conversation that's why we're having one right now let's see if we can shift the most important conversation we ever have in our lives as you know it's the conversation we have with ourselves we go to bed with it wake up with it and eventually we act on it so once we shift it when we shift it well we shift our entire life We're on this little series, this small series of language, the power of language, that life and death is in the tongue, and most importantly, we we must master meaning. This is the last little episode of this to hopefully draw a complete circle to look at how do I truly become the master of meaning, and how do I use language for me and not against me? We remember back to that Sunday show we did that language is a double-edged sword. It will be used to free yourself or imprison yourself. It's your, it's your choice. How much of a conscious creator are you? And before I get into this, though, as a reminder, we do not run ads. We run entirely in word of mouth, value exchange, sharing of the show. So if you get something out of today, which I hope you do, my full intention is to give you value. I ask that you share it, that you share it with a friend that you think They could be empowered. They could be inspired by. And so to wrap this up, to draw this complete circle, maybe not complete circle, but to circle back around and becoming the master of meaning, a powerful human being. That's the distinction. We can go from being powerless to powerful. And the first way is to master meaning, to get deliberate with the way I use my tongue. One of my main teachers, someone I look up to a lot, Peter Crone, he says words are the wardrobe of the soul. Almost like a jug, a bottle. Water will take the shape of that vessel. But water itself, it has no real shape. So too is our soul, our essence. It is going to be colored. It is going to be projected through the language we use. And I say that all the time. When we have a new lens, we see a new life, and that lens is going to be constructed, really, through a language that is the literal structure of the mind. That is like the coding of the computer. Words. And I want to look at a fun analogy today. It's one that, if you see it, if you get it, if you feel it, it can bring a lot of change. I think it can bring some power. And it goes, as a spider spins its web. From what is inside, so we spin our worlds from what is inside. We spin our worlds, we create our worlds with our words. Of course, there is one planet that we all live on. Undeniable, I'm not saying that. This is not saying that everything's a dream. But what, I'm, what I am saying is your subjective world is colored so much differently than the objective Reality. So often we do not see possibility because of the perspective we are taking. 
That is the subjective view of my life either imprisoning me or empowering me. And there's that very fun word. Here's one point. There's that very fun word called abracadabra. But in the, in the Hebrew translation, it literally means as I speak, so I create. And we've talked about that. We've talked about that in the previous three episodes. That language is not descriptive. It is creative. And so we're already almost two weeks into through 2023. And I really want to start to audit. I really want to get clear on how am I creating my reality? How am I speaking? How am I declaring myself to be? Because I know the people who listen to this show, you get you guys did not do New Year's resolutions. We did commitments. We did declarations. We made plans, we made maps, we made blueprints for who we are becoming. And that probably right now is not going perfect. I know it's not going perfect for me, but here is where perfection lies, is in the process of recommitment, the process of resolving that I will get back on the treadmill. I will get back on the path. I will get back, I'm not saying now on the uh, real horse, I'm saying the figurative horse. We're getting back. We're resolving to return. And that first comes through language, the declaration of recommitting the breaking of whatever pattern steered you away. The becoming aware of whatever rationalizing you used to get yourself away from what you said you were committed towards. And so today we're starting to think about this very positive side of the double-edged sword. The first day we looked at language, how it can imprison us, how we can set traps for ourselves, how we can speak about ourselves in a demeaning fashion. The next two days, we looked at the weapons to free ourselves. But once we're free, we want to start to create. Because remember, we are co-creators with God, co-creators with life. God is working in and through us. And the first level of self-expression that then will hopefully be the first domino in the step of causation is this self-declaration. I'll say it, do it, be it, become it, have it. And so, of course, I want to be able to visualize it. If I can visualize it, it's possible. But once I speak it, it starts to become probable. The ball really starts to get moving. And then once I schedule it, it's usually happening. There are very few things, very few goals in my life that when I've deliberately reversed engineered have not come to be, have not come to pass. You schedule it, it's happening. And so I wonder in your life, I wonder where we today can get much more deliberate in the way I'm future forward creating my reality, and the way I speak. I know you've had a time, maybe where you've met up with your high school buddies, and you relived the glory days. You chopped it back up about the past. And some of those conversations, a lot of those conversations, they're a lot of fun. 
And maybe you leave feeling, maybe you leave feeling good. But sometimes you leave feeling heavy. Like you just dipped, you dipped back into, not into something that was holding you back, but here's what I will say. Past-based conversations, they're usually very egoic, egoically constructed. That's the ego. That's the past. But the soul, the soul can come alive by looking at a compelling, bright future. One of the guys I love to study, he says so many people romance their past. I want to have a romance with my future. If I get to the dinner table and I'm with a friend and they're talking about the past, I will stop them right there and say, hey, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. That time frame is over and gone. Unless you're bringing me a specific lesson, a piece of wisdom, I don't want to bring it up. I want to be in a romance with my future. I want to be talking about it. I want to be feeling it, embodying it, expressing it, declaring it. And so when language is a double-edged sword, of course, I can lay my trap with language. I can also liberate myself. I can give myself a very clear path. I can start to express in an intentional way. I can get my mind crystal clear. Because here's, here's, a, powerful, here's a powerful distinction. I will end on this. Thoughts are the language of the brain. Feelings are the language of the body. Thoughts are how I can vary Order. I'm not very ordered. I can get my mind in order. I can get the narrative clear, the purpose clear, the mission clear, the steps clear. I want to be able to articulate it. It's like running a play. I play lacrosse. Okay, so some people are are incredible on the field. But if you ask them to write down in words what they're doing, maybe they'd struggle. But the dudes who know it on the front and the back of their hands, they can not only describe to you the play in language, but they could describe it and do it for you in action. If our mind can't hold on to it, if our mind can't articulate it, we're going to have a tough time. We're actually not clear on it. That's why we watch some of the greats. I mean, LeBron James' post, uh, post-game interviews, I can't say I watch them ever, but I've seen a few times in, in uh, little screen captures where people are just so jaw dropped of how he knew every single detail of the play, every single detail. So with Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they knew every single frame of the play. In the moment, there were probably no words going on in their head, but after their mind was completely in order, it was crystal clear. Same thing when we're going future-based propositions, we're declaring what we're about to about to do, who we want to be, what we are after. The mind works through meaning. It works through language. When I'm declaring, we want to get clear. That's this abracadabra concept. That's this distinction between being powerless and powerful. The distinction between being someone who describes their reality and creates it. When we are only in description, we are perpetuating the past. But when I am in creation, every moment is new. And that's what I want to invite you into. I love there's this funny little saying. It's like, God's got you, of course, but he doesn't mind a little help. 
He does not mind help. In fact, usually God helps those who help themselves. We see that in the parable of the talents. Those who have will be given more. And so, my friend, I hope you, one, are looking from a blank canvas and are creating a compelling vision of the future. Hopefully, we've already done that. We're heading into a completely new year. But what I am inviting myself into and inviting you into is this crystal clear understanding that language either liberates or limits. That life and death is in the tongue. That I must master meaning. I want to be the owner of my story. And maybe I'll install a belief that I'll say, you know what, I will not think or do anything that does not bring me or compel me towards my goals. That might be one thing. But I want the double-edged sword of my tongue to be working for me. I want to be armed with powerful ways of speaking. And so I hope you got that out of the shows, the previous shows, and also this one. Because we are called to be the master of meaning. In fact, the human heart, the human soul longs for it. We must have it. We must have it. And so I hope you have that today. As you look out, not only at your day, but at your year. In the weeks and months to come, are you compelled by meaning? Are you compelled by purpose? Is there intention in what you are doing and can you articulate it in a fashion that is crystal clear? Because if your mind is set on it and your heart is sold, you've got it. You've got it. Then it's a process of persistence. It's a process of commitment. It's a process of discipline. And I like our chances there because we will wage that campaign Hopefully now, but absolutely soon. And so I hope you see that. I hope you see the power of words and you take that to heart today. That you start to speak with some more intention. And I know I listen to this and sometimes I I go, man, you could speak with so much more intention too. I agree. I speak a little fast. Sometimes I get a little sloppy. But we want to speak with intention with precision, in an empowered way. Because we can go from being powerless to powerful right through our words. And so I hope you got something out of today's show. If you did, I ask that you share the show with a friend. Share, share the show with someone who you think would get value out of it. Pay the fee or pray for me. Either way, I'm praying for you. God bless you, my friend. This is Harrison Scherzinger, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Be powerful and live on purpose. the light on Cause I will leave the light on